0: but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech? and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello,
1: this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Monica Weber, uh, the CEO and founder of Fluid Screen. website is fluid-screen.com. Monica, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. It is very nice to talk to you, Richard, and thank you so much for um, inviting me over here today, and I am very, very much excited about our conversation.
1: Oh, good, excellent. Yeah, so let's start out with uh, the basics. What what does Fluid Screen do? Wonderful. So
2: we are a human health company. It's a spin-off from Yale University. We are located in Boston, have been around for about two and a half years, and what we specialize in is we shorten bacterial testing from days into just thirty minutes, and it is really important because when you think about it, every year there are literally hundreds of different outbreaks of bacterial contamination in food products in um, in, in water, and also um, millions of people get sick. Just in the United States alone, every year 4 to 8 million people get a food or waterborne infection due to bacterial contamination. And surprisingly, still in the 21st century, we rely on bacterial culture to provide us with information about it. So, bacterial culture takes days because it takes days to grow detectable colonies and count bacteria. So we shorten this entire time into 30 minutes, providing information as a point of testing and um, in a very easy-to-use way so that everybody will have access to that and will be able to make informed decisions about their health.
1: So how, how do you guys do it in 30 minutes? What do you do differently instead of culturing bacteria?
2: In short, we replace the petri dish for bacterial growth. We replace it with a microchip. And the way we do that is we developed a miniaturized device onto which the user plugs in a disposable testing chip, which takes a sample. This can be a water sample, can be a different fluid, can be urine, a um, blood sample, or a, a fecal sample as well, and can run it, run it through the device. The device takes a sample automatically, has an array of microfluidic channels. Each of these channels has a system of electrodes which use radio frequency electric field, and bacteria respond to the electric field. And what we are very good at is we are very good at controlling this bacterial response. So if you wish, we make them dance. And okay. that allows us to capture these bacteria. And also, the by the way they move in the electric field, we can uh, identify them without any, co- any chemical reagents, without the um, necessity to send samples to the lab. So that's essentially so. what we do. So we divide, uh, discovered a completely new way of identifying and detecting bacteria.
1: cool so I guess you know certain I mean I know they don't but certain bacteria for instance play Taylor Swift and they would dance to that tune and uh, you'd be able to identify them I know it's not that but it's kind of the idea right?
2: very close (laughs) very close it's uh, essentially very similar to that Uh, control the um, electric field the waveform we send which would be a Taylor Swift and we see how different bacteria respond to that that's all we do and we figured out an automated way of doing that
1: Weird. What do the bacteria do when you say they dance? Like, how do they respond to electric fields? Do they change shape in a certain pattern, or do they – what do they do? Do they elongate? Do they emit chemicals? What happens?
2: All of the above. (laughs) They move. They move very quickly, and they also align in the electric field. So we capture them on the uh, forms we make. So we capture them on the chip we have. And based on the differences, how they align, where do they get captured, we are able to differentiate between them.
1: Wow. And what is, you know, I'm not complaining. I mean, 30 minutes is great compared to days, but is there a way to do this within seconds or is that really not possible, like 30 minutes to be happy with?
2: Definitely. Uh, Bacteria respond to electric field within seconds and shortening the testing time. We already have one test which takes only 10 minutes. So we think about the sooner the better.
1: Do you think um, in, this, in the future, in the next couple of years, you might be able to get it down a second?
2: Uh, we believe that's possible. yes.
1: That's amazing. Huh. So w- what kind of um, bacteria work in your kit, and which one, are there any ones that don't? like will viruses work? Um, is, it, is there substances that are too small or too big that'll work that won't work? I? Mean? Uh,
2: we worked with a variety of different substances that included some virus work, yeast, molds, and that's all in addition to bacteria and also mammalian cells. And protein so we are able to work with a variety of different bacteria also with gram-positive gram-negative bacteria with bacteria lacking a cell wall such as mycoplasma which which are really, really
1: really tiny you said cells are you able have you put cells through your uh, device and what does it tell you can you identify uh, a cell type or cancerous cells or I mean what other applications would there be wonderful
2: we do work with variety of cell samples some of them would be for example blood samples and where we are able to separate bacteria from blood just within minutes. We also work with um, uh, drug manufacturing, so drugs based on cells. That's for cell therapy, also for drugs in uh, immuno-oncology, so drugs against cancer. We work with all of these different applications where we separate bacteria from cells and also control the emotion of cells. And also, of course, in the microbiome drug development, there is a variety of different substances in in all the samples. There are cells coming from a human body. There are also bacteria we are interested in for microbiome drug development.
1: Um, Is this uh, device small enough that it could be used in situ, you know, in different situations? Let's say I'm out, like, in uh, the middle of nowhere in Africa, and I want to test, you know, a water supply to see if it's contaminated or not. Is your product at that point yet where it's... um Cheap and portable and can be used anywhere, or is it getting there?
2: This is our vision. We would like to provide people with an um, instrument, a chip, they will plug into their smartphone, put a tube into a uh, water or a um, other fluid sample, and get results in 30 minutes and get also bacterial identification through remoting. Um, connecting to our central database, and really get the results at the point of testing, that being either in Africa or somewhere on the North Pole in a variety of different locations. This is our long-term vision, and we believe people should have access to this technology to really enable them making informed decisions about their health. That's the long-term vision. Currently, we developed a laboratory instrument, and we engaged with a um, number of partners. These are pharmaceutical companies developing therapeutics in the microbiome space, and also testing for sterility in their manufacturing, making sure that the drugs they are making are safe to use. So currently, yeah. first stage laboratory instrument.
1: Yeah, this sounds like uh, something that would deserve a Gates Foundation grant.
2: Well, we just would love to talk to the Gates Foundation. <laughs>
1: yeah, just the thought that occurs to me. That's amazing. I can see <laughs> a lot of applications. I would guess also in, in blood testing. You know, if you're uh, able to take a sample of your blood, you know, using you know, you plug something into your phone. Go you know, take a little sample of your blood, and you can analyze it probably for a lot more things than it currently can be analyzed for a lab on a chip. it sounds like
2: absolutely, and I think this is really what motivates the entire team is the fact that we can use this technology and really develop into something really user friendly that people will be able to use as a part of their daily life to make sure that they have access to the information they need to make the living for them and for their families safer that's a very big and powerful motivator for us. So all these different applications from making sure that the water they drink, the food they eat is safe, and also if they do get sick, so that they will get access to information in real time, so that doctors will be able to make informed and correct choices about the treatment. So that's hmm. definitely um, something that drives the entire team,
1: this vision. You, you mentioned the microbiome a couple of times, and I haven't asked, I'm sorry, but what? how do you, um expect this to work with the microbiome, are you going to profile the microbiome of somebody or um, you know what specific application do you envision?
2: You guessed it. <laughs> That's our long-term application in microbiome. Now with the promise of all of these different and exciting drugs um, coming out in, in clinical trials, what we envision long-term is a, um, a chip which will be able to take a microbiome sample from a patient, very quickly source the microbiome provide complementary information to sequencing, and something to provide a readout in real time at the point of testing so that the doctor will be able to make a right choice in terms of a treatment, more accurate diagnosis and prescription. Currently, we also work with pharmaceutical companies, helping them get there to develop better therapeutics faster in the microbiome space and that is both in being able to look for very specific bacterial species in very contaminated samples, such as, um, well, microbiome samples coming from patients. For example, capturing and detecting E. coli bacteria from fecal samples would be one possibility. We will also work with other microbiome-type samples. And also we are able to detect life and dead bacteria in real time to really make sure that the drugs made actually will work.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I I guess you can get much more real-time sampling. You know, you could, uh, for instance, I don't know, with the microbiome, you know, after you eat something, you could see right afterwards how it affects your microbiome if you wanted to do such a thing. You could have, uh, you know, meal-by-meal changes in what you eat. So it sounds like it would be very interesting, a lot of applications.
2: Exactly. And with the microbiome changing... Few times per day we believe also both the researchers and doctors and patients should have access to real-time information we're entering a new age where information should be readily available and we really want to be able be a company to be able to provide this kind of information
1: do you do you think that this will be a, a tool for individual people or they'll always have to send the data to their doctor and wait on their doctor to, to answer them what's going on you know like I can take my own blood sugar and stick myself at home and I get that data, and I can share it with my doctor or not. But what about this data? Will people be able to have it themselves, or do they have to give it over to a medical provider and then only be allowed access to it later?
2: Definitely. We believe that uh, this um, chip and the entire uh, method should be readily va- available, something which you can go to CVS and purchase that for yourself and have access to information and then share the data, if you so choose, with your doctor via an app. Um, this is really the long-term goal we have and really to keep this technology into the hands of people so that they themselves will have access to information.
1: Yeah, like a pregnancy test or blood test. Or something. You know, I'm getting the information, Well, not me. You know what I mean? The person gets me right away. So, okay. What what are, um you know, there's a lots of applications for this. What are some of the first ones that you guys want to have happen or think that will happen? Maybe like the first one.
2: The first one is definitely in the microbiome space. We are very excited to work with um, very excited and, and, and driven teams of scientists, helping them develop better therapeutics. That's how we are getting started. This is microbiome. It's a very exciting space right now with all this innovation, new drug new drug paradigms coming out. And we believe that this can really change the way medicine is done. And we want to be here to to drive this change.
1: Okay. And well, within uh, with, even within the microbiome, I mean, what specifically do you think will be the very first application of your technology, you know, commercially?
2: Uh, we are shortening the days of live dead testing into just ten minutes. That's uh, that's our that's, first.
1: Well, that's true. That's that's huge. Yeah, I've I've sent uh, samples, for instance, to get like my microbiome sequenced, and it takes a month. So if it could be yeah. uh, just minutes, that would be amazing, you know.
2: Exactly. We strongly believe in real time information, real time access to data.
1: Okay, that's great. Very good. Um, What's on your uh, roadmap for the next year? You know, what's going to be coming out and when? What will the public see and how long is it going to take?
2: There is a lot of in-house development happening right now. Lots of uh, development with our partners who are very innovative companies, early adopters of our technology. So that's definitely on our horizon for the next year. Uh, We believe we'll have the first commercially available applications for consumers in about two, three years.
1: Okay, so it's going to take a little bit. Yes, yeah,
2: that's hmm. um, on other, the horizon. Um,
1: okay, okay, but coming soon, coming soon, you know. Um, any unexpected uses of the of the analyzing that you're seeing? Uh, anything that surprised you that it can do that you didn't realize it could do?
2: <laughs> that's a great question. We are learning a lot, developing a lot, and one of the surprises, which happened uh, somewhat, I would say, accidentally in a very unplanned way, was really discovering that we can look at bacteria in a very different way and analyze the data we collect differently, and from that, get information about bacterial identity, which really changes the way we detect bacteria, the fact that we developed a method which can be used outside of a laboratory without any chemical reagents uh, by pretty much anybody. That I think was one of the biggest surprises we had, and one of the very, I would say, positive
1: ones, of course. So that was amazing to 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 be there and make it happen. How did you come up with this idea? Like, how did, did it come to you in a dream, or what happened?
2: <laughs> I'm trying to remember. That was back in 2011. It happened mm. an outbreak of um, bacterial contamination in Europe. That's where the original idea started, and that. Was just within a few weeks, thousands of people got sick, over 50 people died, and the agriculture was losing about $200 million every week because people did not have information um, about bacterial presence in, in food uh, causing contamination. So I really decided to do something about it, and that really put me on a path of um, thinking differently, how can we, uh, how can we detect bacteria How can we use some of the existing and and proven science to really change the way we think about um, detecting contamination?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I just wonder how you came up with this specific mechanism because it is very innovative and unusual.
2: (laughs) Um, I would say accidentally, as most discoveries happen accidentally. um, I remember uh, this one evening I was uh, coming back from California and my plane was delayed by many, many hours. And I was sitting at the airport, and I just had this literally this aha moment. I was looking at this data, which I had available for a few months' data. I didn't really understand it fully. And I just had this moment, oh, my goodness, this is how it works. Hmm.
1: So um, how particular can you identify bacteria? Can you identify down to the strain level? I mean, um you know, how specific is this analysis? Uh,
2: we are learning a lot about the method at the moment. Yes, we are able to differentiate between bacteria down on a strain level. Huh. And, of course, that's what about, preliminary uh... data, and we are looking at, into building that out into a huge database which will contain a variety of different bacterial species so that people will be able to take unknown samples and then be able to p- identify bacteria down to the um, genome species and also strain level.
1: Yeah, I guess you'll have like a favorite dance hits of of every kind of bacteria there is <laughs> well always everything always works for E. coli What about um cells? Is it possible to make a device that you know I would uh inject let's say you know it would sit and monitor my blood continuously or monitor my cells continuously in a part of my body? Is that possible, or does this um, does this kill the bacteria or the cells that are being analyzed?
2: So bacteria and cells are alive. After coming to our system, so we definitely believe that this technology should be used in hospitals, the way you described, and really providing uh, doctors with information and and being able to to save um, patients' lives. So definitely, this is where we want to go, uh, and into the healthcare settings.
1: Yeah, do you think this could be an implanted device or an inline device that would continuously analyze, let's say, someone's blood?
2: Yes, we do have capabilities um, to develop a smart sensor, inline sensor sitting and monitoring both blood and other fluids continuously and providing oh. alerts in real time.
1: That's amazing, yeah. I can see so many applications. You know, you'd have this on a stick you pee on or you'd analyze your blood. Or, I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. That's amazing.
2: And that's exactly our goal. We We see that this is a technology platform. And we see ourselves as an innovative company which has a mission to develop this technology into a series of products uh, which will help people in a variety of different situations in their daily life, and also help them make well, their living safer.
1: Yeah, hmm. interesting. All right. Um, so, what's the best way for uh, for people to find out more about what you're doing and, you know, get in contact with you and, uh, you know, perhaps collaborate? Wonderful.
2: Uh, we have some initial basic information on our website. That's www.fluid-screen.com. And also, they are always welcome to reach out to us at info at And we'll be happy to talk more and provide you with more information.
1: Okay, well, that's really great. Um, any last thoughts or anything I should have asked you that we left out?
2: Well, I wanted to tell you that uh, how excited we are really being on the uh, forefront of research and turning this Cutting-edge technology into a series of products that will really make a difference and change the industry. So it's, yeah. it's a very exciting time for our company, and this is the first time the technology really comes out of the laboratory. Uh, we are working with our partners to really um, help them make a difference in people's lives. So it's a great time for us. We are also growing, <laughs> so looking for talent to join our very excited and talented team. So we would love to also have more conversations how we can work jointly. To, to make this difference in the world.
1: Well, oh, actually, one thing I wanted to ask you, it's just to answer your question, um, I mean, from engineering, I know air is a fluid, you know, although a very thin one. Uh, can you analyze air samples, or is it just literally f- liquid fluids that you can analyze?
2: If the device itself analyzes liquids, uh, we work with a swab. So we can take a swab, swab the surface, and turn that into a liquid, so uh, wash it in water, and then analyze the water.
1: So that's how we go around that. Okay, but no air yet. I got you. Because that would open up probably too many more applications. So we'll put that aside. <laughs> okay. Very good. All right. Well, very good. Maybe Monica, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
2: Wonderful. Pleasure talking to you, Richard. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to talk to you.
0: Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018. The Blockchain and Future Check Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s. In the Internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here Around the Corner Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast both to review